Hey. Hi. It's Tash and Carly. And you're listening to Motherhood. Not as we planned. So get comfy, grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and let's start talking about all the things too many of us avoid discussing. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode. For anyone that's actually watching this rather than listening, you will see that we are very festive, got my naughty pillow. We're getting... That's quite good. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, so we are getting in the Christmas spirit, aren't we? So, and today is all about Christmas. I think there's quite a lot of things we want to touch on. Um, but first, guys, I'm we sorry, I have it. been sent an advent calendar with a kinky different <laughs> um love honey sent me and tash um a love honey advent calendar um i'm not gonna lie i've never had an advent calendar like this i'm normally just a chocolate kind of gal same but i'm oh. i've been converted but we are <laughs> tash has opened hers already mine as you can see is fully unopened hence whilst we're using mine and not tash's so we thought we would open it with you because honestly, like lots of you are obviously going through breakups or even in relationships and you want to add a little bit of spice. Yep. Um, yeah, just thought this was a bit fun and a bit different. So what do we do? Do we start with number one? Yeah. Okay, go on. Open door number one. I'm going to say from experience, this is a great calendar. <laughs> so number one, guys. We have what I think is a bullet. Um, it's very powerful. <laughs> you, I hope you appreciate you're getting live reviews right now as well from Tash. We've spoken about these before, haven't we? Do you know what? Someone posted one of these on my Facebook group and was like, just found this in the field. <laughs> butt plug. So guys, I believe this is a butt plug. Um, it's a... <laughs> so it's purple and shiny and um in other words you shove it up your ass and then that's what they see and it's very pretty and they're good so try it out <laughs> this is the little magic wand it comes highly recommended by Tash as well um yeah I'm not gonna lie whether you're on your own or with a partner it's it works hey. Don't be judgmental about the size. It works wonders. It's Not very powerful. about the size, is it? It's about how you use it. Um, yeah. If you can't afford the advent calendar, this would probably be a recommendation to get... Individually. Individually. Yep. There you go, guys. The wand. Do you think anyone has this advent calendar and opens it one day at a time? No. What's the point? I am holding in my hand some... Anal beads. Yes, and also the bullet can go in there. Oh. Yeah. Once me and my grandma watching the <laughs> so, so, Sorry, sorry, sorry. Can we just take a moment? You're holding anal so, beads once me and my grandma. I lived with my grandma for two years. Did you? I did. And we used to have a, we used to have a, a lot of fun. Yeah. Like we, Evidently. Well, we were watching this film. I can't remember what film it is. And they're talking about thunder beads which are anal beads and i remember my grandma being like what's thunder beads and i had to be like grandma they're anal beads and when i say we were 
on the floor, like, cr- you know, that crying love. Like you can't breathe. So, anal beads just forever remind me of my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> what is number 24, guys? Fred. This is the womanizer. So, it's a purple number. It's this, a clit sucker. It's a clit sucker. So, um, it's meant to be incredible for clitoral orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Highly recommended calendar. What an amazing way to start your Christmas and spice up your relationship if you've hit a rut or if you're on your own. As a, plenty I mean, I'm telling you now, if I was on my own, this would be the first thing I'd be buying myself for Christmas. We wanted to talk about Christmas, didn't we? We've had so many questions like asking what our setups are, how we're feeling. I think there's lots of different topics surrounding Christmas, aren't there? Yeah. Have you now had confirmation that you will be having the boys on Christmas I've Day? I've got them on Christmas Day. And then you're on your... So I've got them Christmas Eve. I've got them Christmas Day. We haven't worked out the logistics, whether they're going to him on the night of Christmas Day or whether it'll be Boxing Day, but they will be going there for Boxing Day. And then they'll also be spending some more time down there because it is far away. Yeah. Um, the problem is it's his weekend, like that weekend. Um it's his weekend with the kids but it's too much for them to go back and forwards yeah so at the moment what we're thinking is that i'll go down there take them out for the day because i'm the problem i don't want to be away from my kids for a week basically Mm -hmm. i don't want to and so i'm either going to go down there take them out for a day or potentially go and get a hotel let them come stay with me for the night. That'd be cute. Yeah, I just thought it'd be like different. I I don't want that amount of time away from them. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Um, and yeah, so that's well, the finer details need to be sorted out. But as it stands this year, I've got them on Christmas Day. Yeah, I still I've still got anxiety over like Boxing Day. I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing. As it stands, I think my boyfriend's days are similar. So I may be going to spend Boxing Day with him, which would be really nice. Yeah, that I don't so, have the kids. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. That works really, really well. I know that like, a lot of people have messaged us kind of, you know, asking like how, how we organise our setup, what our setups are going to be for Christmas. Christmas is that time of year, I think, for any single parent where you kind of dread that, am I going to be with my kids? Am I not? If I'm not with my kids, what will I do? Yeah, no, I feel like it's not just like the anxiety, will I have them on Christmas, will I not? It's like that this is going to be completely different to anything I've ever experienced. Like even I'm sat here, yeah, it's like what, halfway through November, I've got my Christmas tree up, one of my trees up, not doing the other one yet. And I even got like emotional as we were decorating it because it was very different. Although to be fair, I I do normally do that tree on my own, but it was just like the whole concept of like, I was going in the garage and getting everything out like on my own yeah carrying these impossibly heavy boxes and setting it all up and I just felt like a bit I felt really sad not because I miss him or because I want him back or anything like that but I think it's because it's so different and that when you are a single parent I feel like wherever you are in the year if you were to ask a single parent what's one thing you're fearing as a single parent majority of people would say Christmas or birthdays and things like that and I feel like I've done so many of the other milestones now this is like one of the last ones I've got to tick off um I'm not gonna lie I have been dreading it like I have I am absolutely dreading it even the morning just 
I know it'll be amazing, but it's different on your own, isn't it? Mm. It's all on you. Yeah. Like, obviously, I had Christmas last year on my own. And I just wanted to make sure that I did little things that were new traditions. So I could, instead of, look, you can look at it two ways. Like with anything, when it comes to divorce and separating, you can either dwell and be like, oh, like I can't believe like I got to do that last year and I'm never going to have that anymore. Or you can be like, look, it's different. So let's make new memories. So I went and bought all new decorations and I made my tree our new tree rather than oh, I bought yeah. this with him and look I know also it is expensive people aren't always in that position to be able to do it but even just trying to think of something new or different that you can do with your babies that you've never done before this year my kids was old well of course they're older stuff so <laughs> but you know really wanted to help decorate the tree I'm not gonna lie my anxiety was high because the tree that's up is my pretty tree he did such an amazing job. Like, he has such a good eye for it. Milo, on the other hand, was like, destroyer. Please don't. They both wanted to help. And I was like, I've never really had them properly help do a tree before. So that's kind of like become our thing. And it was just a, re- it was a really lovely moment. That's nice. Um, I, th- I think the thing I'm struggling with the most this year is with Theo being in school. Mm. It's like, prior to all this, I could go for the whole of December and go and do Christmassy stuff whenever I wanted. Now, obviously, I'm limited to weekends. Yeah, I'm finding it hard because he's in school. I can't just take him in the week. Yeah. I might do the odd thing if I have to pull him out of school one day. But at the moment, like, um, I have one weekend in December with the kids. One, because I've got them the way the weekends fall. Like, I've got them on Christmas Day and, like, I think Christmas Eve's my weekend. Um, and I think it's okay to feel sad and I think feeling sad about that is totally valid because like I that's one thing like I have struggled with one weekend to fit in like our Christmas plans I feel like before like every year before those weekends leading up to Christmas for me are all about building up that magic and I feel like kids are only this little such a short period of time this age is magic they believe everything and it makes me feel incredibly sad that I won't get that with them I have one weekend with them and I know I'm trying not to obsess over the fact like I'm trying to make that weekend as magically as magical as I possibly can but at the same time there's this horrible thing going around in my head like you have one weekend with your kids in December. And I, I guess a lot of that, I feel a lot of resentment towards your yeah. ex for taking that that away. And I'm, I'm trying to step away from feeling angry about that. And again, trying to focus on what I can do with them. But um, and just anyone else, obviously, if you're like me and you only have your kids really every other weekend, I don't even get them for a full weekend. Like this is what makes me more sad, which, you know, is... I literally get them from mid-down on the Saturday. It's not even a full weekend. So I'm really going to try and push for that to be a proper full weekend because I need that time with my kids at Christmas. It makes me sad thinking about it, but um, I just think, like, anyone in the same situation as me, please know, like, if you are feeling sad about it, it's valid. Like, I've cried a lot of tears over this, and I think that's okay. I'm trying to rein it in and focus on how I can make 
that weekend as magical as possible. I think that's it, isn't it? Like I've said before, like, yes, you can be upset. Yes, like you're going to be upset, yeah. but you've got to just work with what you can. Yeah. So it's making sure that that one weekend is going to be amazing. Like, you know, it's going to be amazing because that's sadly all you've got. So you work with what you've got. Yeah. Like, it's it's like when we speak to people and they're like, I just don't know how I'm going to do Christmas without my kids. Like, there, There's no easy way around it. Like, if you don't get to be with your kids on Christmas Day, there's nothing anyone can say to make you feel better. It no. is shit. But all you can do is do what you can with them when you've got them. Like, if that means that on Christmas Day you're going to be really sad and be upset and crying, sadly, at least they don't see that and it's like what we said before just take that day hour by hour and in your head you know you know it's going to be a hard day like i'm dreading the day where that is my reality and i don't have my kids on christmas i don't i don't know how i will physically cope with that because that is a really big thing um it's i think the big thing for me is like just mourning how different Christmas is but trying to just bring the magic like this year we're doing the other tree I'm going to make it all about the kids I want to do like a fun elf grinchy tree like really go out there I want to make my house like a magic Christmas Mm -hmm. I want it to look like Christmas has been thrown up in my house Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah I feel like it does make you appreciate that time more with the kids and I'm really feeling that at the moment I feel like I don't know. It's been a substantial period of time now for us. I feel like we are very much in our groove. Yeah. I don't know. Like the kids, they're amazing at the moment. Like we've been doing a star chart and they've been helping out so much more. And like Theo says something to me, he goes, mummy, we're a team. And that's really what we are. We've really come into our own as a little team. And I think when you kind of all pull together and I don't know, I just feel like I'm very appreciative of the time we are all together at the moment and And that's what I think you need to concentrate on that's exactly it um I think like like you said it's very valid to feel upset and to mourn what Christmas used to be like but I made a conscious effort because last Christmas was my first Christmas on my own and you can go two ways about it you can either sit there and be really sad or you can choose to make new memories so I made sure that I went out and bought all new decorations and the tree that I did with the kids was our new tree. Like everything was new and I know it's quite expensive to go and buy like all new decorations. So if you can't do that, then just try and think of like little new traditions that you've never done before. You make decorations with your kids. I've seen loads of stuff come up on my Instagram, like modelling clay and then you can paint it together. It it can literally be anything. It can even be like, you know decorating christmas cookies or new traditions on christmas eve like you find a movie that the kids have never watched and that becomes like your christmas eve movie or do you know what i mean just something to make it become more about you and your kids like it is like you've said i think when you become a single parent one of the hardest parts of it is probably christmas because it is the most family orientated day but I think we also need to remind ourselves it's one day. I know. I and agree. when your kids are young, they don't know which day is Christmas. So anyone listening that is not with their kids on the 25th of December, 
You make the 23rd or the 27th or whatever day it is, that is your Christmas day. Like, change the fucking day at home. Like, who cares? If your kids are under the age of, like, I don't know, eight or probably even ten, like, Christmas can be on a different day. And I think that's it. I think, look, Christmas is all about the kids and... I think whilst it might be a day that we're going to struggle with, the kids are just going to be happy no matter what. Like, they are because Christmas is magic and hopefully the people they're spending it with make it magic and have them at, like, the forefront of that. Like, that's the big thing for me. I want it to be... I want them to only have, like, these incredible magical memories of it and it's obviously scary when you feel like you're not the one in control of doing that, you know? I think something else that I want to touch on especially for single parents that probably feel like a financial burden as Christmas is like dawning on us. I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves to get our kids like the biggest, best toy or have so many things to open. Your kids won't necessarily remember how many presents they got, how big they were or know how much you spent on them. It is about making it magical about the little footprints that you leave that Santa came into their house and you know try and remember maybe what it was like for you when you were younger because without social media there was less pressure financially and I just feel like you you can go to these really good shops that do presents that are you know I went into B&M the other day and they just have like a section and all the toys are like literally five pound and under it's like little Christmassy, like painting things that like, the kids can just paint. Like my kids love doing that, and it was four pound. Like you don't have to put such pressure on yourself yeah. to go and buy a toy that's eighty quid that your kids would play with for like three months and then break it. I think as well, um, we think our kids want all these toys, but really, what they want is us. They want us and our attention and that those memories and that special time with you is what I look back at my childhood. It's my Christmas memories are us taking our pillowcases that were filled with presents into my mum and dad's bed and sitting on the bed in an opening. I couldn't for the life of you tell you what any one of those presents were, but I remember going into my mum and dad's room. I remember opening my tin foiled satsuma, which was just like a tradition. My parents used to wrap up a satsuma in tin foil and we used to get one of those, what's it called, selection boxes. And those are my memories of it. I could not tell you what I got. And those are my magic memories. And I think we need to sometimes step back and realize it's not about what's under the tree. It's about that quality time they are spending with you. Yeah, definitely. Like I give my kids chocolate milk before on Christmas Eve, before bed. They literally think that is like the best thing ever. Like you just got to remember what kids actually yeah. do really appreciate. You could wrap just loads of stuff around the house probably, especially like babies. Like don't put pressure on yourself, kids under two. Like they haven't got a clue. They li- Last year, my first Christmas on my own, I took a load of presents from the loft that used to be Blake and Ivy's, like old toys, and I wrapped them for Rome. And all he did was play with the wrapping paper. Of course. So, you know, just be kind to yourself. And yeah, it's yeah. sometimes it's a hard time, but try and make it as, you know, as best as you can. You've just got to work with what you've got. 
We wanted to actually talk about someone that I feel like a lot of you probably dislike. He's really annoying. Then you might feel like the pressure to do it. Yeah, he's annoying. You don't really like him being in your house and you regret ever in our exes. <laughs> and you regret ever introducing him to the kids. But once you've introduced him, you're pretty much screwed for at least ten years. And that is the famous Mr. Elf on the Shelf. Mm-hmm. Um I wish I never introduced him. I'm not going to lie. There have been so many days where I'd go downstairs by like, I don't know, the... How long? When's he come? On the 1st of December? Oh, my God. We'll get to like the 16th and they'll come downstairs and be like, what's he done? And I'm like, fuck. And I'm literally like, be like, oh, my God, guys, look over there. Distract them. Grab him from like the place that he was at the night before. I just throw him, lob him somewhere. And I'd be like, oh, my God, guys, look, he's fallen on the floor. And they'd be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. So like... If you want to follow me for good elf on the shelf tips, I'm not the accountant to do it. I'm the account that makes you happy that your elf on the shelf is shit. However, I saw you came up with a different idea, which I think yeah. I might have to incorporate into so the elves. Last year, we were having a little bit of trouble with like, just, I think Theo was struggling with being a big brother and Milo was at an age where he was becoming irritable, you know, getting on his nerves and stuff and... I don't know. I don't really love the idea of elves being naughty. I don't know. I just feel like mm, some kids will be like, well, the elf did this, so I'm going to do but this. But really understand. I don't concept. really get the concept of like trying to encourage. I understand that I think sometimes we can think too deeply into stuff and I don't think we should take the fun away from Christmas or and being a kid. But I just felt like it was a time that I could actually turn it into something positive. So we did the kindness elf. He was called Eddie. And he arrived in exactly the same way as any elf did. And the things I set him up doing were things to encourage acts of kindness. So I am going to share some of this. I'm going to make some reels for you guys because literally I've had so many requests. Can you do this before December? I keep promising I will. Next week I'm going to film content. I'm going to set up the elf doing different things for you. And I'll get that out because I know loads of you want to do it. Um, But for example, when he arrived... I had this set up and I think it was like Buzz, Woody and all the aliens. They were like stood round and like the elf had landed in this basket. Um, and it was like a letter to say that every day in December in this basket, you're going to fill it with foods from our cupboard to take to a food bank because there's children who don't have food. And um, so his first day he had to go and choose an item of food from our cupboard and put it in the basket. So every day, as well as the elf coming he would have to put in an item of food from the cupboards and then we took that to the food bank just before Christmas, which is a really nice thing to do. As so well, nice. It made me feel good as well as like doing something for the kids. It made sure I was actively doing something for people who are less fortunate than us at this time of year. Um, but it just helped encourage his behaviour. And I think the thing we forget is that's not boring to kids like they were still in different funny setups every morning and Theo would look forward to coming down and being like where's Eddie today like what's he doing like so for example um he was on the floor cleaning up a mess it was like today you're gonna help your mommy clean up and it was little things like there was um one where there was a bouquet of flowers and it was like you can give this bouquet of flowers to someone of your choice to make them smile so he chose to give it to his nursery teacher just like Lots of little acts of kindness. Um, you know, even things like there was one where it was saying nice things to about yourself when you look in the mirror and or to someone else. I just think 
when you've got things that they're actively doing every day, it, I noticed the difference in Theo over that period of time. And so I just think it. it's a really positive way to do it. Like everyone wants to encourage their child to have good manners and to be thoughtful and think about others. And I just think like, if you can utilize the elf in a really positive way. So yeah, this isn't to take away and be like anyone who does do the naughty elf, like what are you doing? No, because I'm even trying to think right now of certain ones that I did that my kids loved last year that I could maybe change and turn yeah, into a positive. So I once did, I thought it would be. I once did like um, a load of shoes, like a train, and then I've got two elves and this year I've got three. Don't ask me why. Because I've got three kids and they all need an elf. Um and they were all sitting in the shoes each and they just thought it was hilarious. But if all I'd need to do is add a note and be like, we'd be so happy if you if you put your shoes away when you, oh, when you come in. I did shoes as well like that last year and it was donate an old pair of shoes that no longer fit you to a charity shop. Yeah. So it's it's really easy to do. Um, so yeah, make sure you've, you're following me. I mean, I'd like to see if you're listening, you do follow me. But um I will share that for you guys because it's. I just think it's a really nice yeah. positive thing to do in December. Yeah, I love that. I think that also touching on like Christmas and for those listening that aren't going through that kind of like co-parenting relationship and they're not concerned about not being with their kids, but just generally I think Christmas also comes like the family politics and, yeah. you know, whose parents are we going to? And then if you've got parents and then you need to see your husband's parents and my parents and then my brother and my sister. And I think sometimes you get so stressed about who needs to be where for Christmas day and then where we're going to go on Boxing Day that I feel like adults have become like... Resentful. I dread Christmas. I know it is about the kids, but then you've got to get like all like, oh, don't I feel like you have to make everyone happy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that... I think, and I know it's easy for me to say because I'm not yet a mother-in-law, um, but I feel like when you're a child, your parents are your family. But when your child grows up and gets married and has kids, that is their new family. Your parents are still your family, but your family are your kids and your yeah. partner. So... I feel like anyone listening to this that ever feels pressure to do something that they don't want to do, remember to put your family first and hope that you and your partner are on the same page because I, I think it is very normal to have those kind of like arguments of, oh, well, we went to your parents last year, so can we go to my parents this year? And it is that horrible dynamic that you kind of then lose the whole meaning of like, yeah, Chris, it, it, it's a difficult one. I know that it's, very easy for me to say don't do what you don't want to do and just stick with your family because sometimes you need to do right by other people just to please other people pop to your mum then you've got to quickly go to your dad and then it's your step pet like it is I feel like adults get like the brunt of Christmas while you're making it so special for your kids yeah it then becomes quite hard especially if you don't like your in-laws also, another thing, I think it links in a bit with what Tash was saying around Halloween, but like, I feel like nowadays on Instagram, we do see people doing these really elaborate like door displays of like candy canes and giant baubles. <laughs> but you do. And I just think we need to just take the pressure of ourselves, do what makes you happy. If that's one tree, if it's a few sparkles, like 
literally just focus on you. Like your kids do not care if they come home and they see like a massive arch outside your front door. Also, I think it's things like Christmas Eve boxes. Don't put too much, don't put pressure on yourself to one, even do them. If you've never done them, you don't need to. For those that do do them, good for you. But I think there are ways of doing it reasonable, really easy. There's loads of companies that like sell like a certificate and a letter from Santa and a bit of reindeer and yeah, and a bit of reindeer food. So you don't have to do it so extravagantly. Remember that what you see on Instagram, and I don't want to sound hypocritical because I will show things that I'm doing, but you've also got to realize is that people like us and other influencers that you see are creating content purely to inspire people that want to do those things. It doesn't mean you have to do those things. And if you don't do them, then you're doing wrong by your child. Can I just say, though, on the Christmas Eve box, there was a couple of years ago I did it and I didn't even get around to going through it. I actually find a December 1st of December box. I saw that and it does make more sense. It makes more sense. You put the Christmas pyjamas in, like you put a few Christmas drawing books in, you're more likely to get for it that your kids are going to get far more use because I find once you get to Christmas Eve, you've literally got Christmas Boxing Day and then really, are you really doing Christmassy things? Most of us know, maybe a couple of days afterwards. I just feel like if you're going to make the most of your money's worth of Christmas bits, I'm going to not even going to do a formal box but I'm going to give them some bits on the 1st of December to be honest the things that I put in my Christmas Eve box are not things for them to do it is literally to show them that they've been good and they'll be getting presents the next day I don't fill it with loads of toys and this that and the other I do pretty much say like oh look you've got yeah, uh, certificate. I'll something the night before, like with a hot chocolate thing. My kids yeah, so that's hot chocolate. That's what I do. I put a a cup, like a Christmassy the, cup. Yeah, probably like I'll give them. I've got these like cute plates, like Christmas plates yeah. from the works, really cute with like a picture of a yeah, I've got on it and sprouts. So it's things like that that they will be using the day after. I really like the idea of like a December box, but for me. I personally feel like I'm just buying more stuff. It's a safer bit. For the, you know for the what? Buy stuff you can reuse. So I got all the Christmas stuff out to do the tree. I found these cups that I bought last year with elves on the top. I found these little Christmas teddies from last year. They're going straight back in. Oh, like, they don't know. Good percent. So if you're doing it, don't buy stuff like that's going to get used. Like buy stuff you can literally pull out every single year. So I'm not actually... I'll probably get them a couple of colouring packs and maybe a new Christmas book. I'm not spending no, I'm not saying it. But you get stuff you can literally use again. I found it. I was like, you genius. Yeah. Uh, the works do like that pack of books for like, I think it's like 10 and £5 yeah, pounds yeah. or something like that. They're Christmassy. Shove them in a box. One read pack. it a few times and put it back in the box for next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just about realizing who puts the pressure on you do so choose not to and just enjoy spending time together whenever it is that you've got your kids yeah i think that's what it's about another thing i'm finding hard actually as a single parent with christmas coming up i like christmas events and christmas do's and childcare. yeah because obviously with our split all these things seem to happen in a week and i've I've literally, I feel like people are going to stop asking me to go to things soon, but I've had to say no to every single one because if I'm being completely honest, 
I can't afford to get a babysitter every time. It makes the whole thing just insanely expensive by the time, you know, mm-hmm. I've even got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I feel a bit sad about because don't get me wrong like for me my priority will always be my kids and that will always be the forefront of my decisions you know in my head I'm thinking 60 pounds is a lot of money for me to spend on a babysitter for a night I'd rather that go towards meeting Santa or whatever it is you know so that's kind of like where my brain's at the moment because I am having to re-budget and look at things because my financial situation is incredibly different now yeah um but I'm Finding it means I'm having to say no to a lot of things, um, which makes me sad. When, especially again, like Instagram, and also seeing like other influencers going to all these fun events that I'm meant to be at, I can't help but feel like jealous and gutted. And you know, look, maybe my situation may be different next year. I don't know, but um, yeah i just feel sad that i don't get that that like festivity like i think there's one thing i'm gonna try and go to i'm gonna try and work it so the kids are at my mum's and i just go back to my mum's and stay there so they're just they're leaving after yeah um because otherwise i don't get to do any of that yeah and i think it comes that comes back down to kind of like general co-parenting again i might be speaking um out of turn for some people but generally speaking I feel like the mum does have the children more and it is that kind of like feeling that you are very much that main caregiver parent while the dad can kind of do whatever he wants as he wants and then every other weekend he just plays dad for a few nights so it's hard it's just sadly it comes with the package of being the default parent which we've discussed before and look, that's not the case for everyone. Like I know dads who do fifty percent of the yeah. show and they're making the same sacrifices that we are. Um, but obviously like my situation isn't that. And at this time of the year when I know full well, like any occasions coming up, he's probably gonna get to go to all of them mm-hmm. without even having to remotely think. He's looking after my kids. Yeah. Hi, it's me. Yeah. Um, do you know what? It's funny. Well, not funny, but like it's it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Because here we are in one breath saying how mm. we don't get to do this and we don't get to do that because we're the ones that have to look after the kids. And then the minute the kids aren't with us at Christmas, we're oh, like, I want to die. I'm, I'm sitting here and I think it, those things are unfair, but would I change my situation of not yeah. having my kids the amount I have then? Absolutely not. Like, no. I'm you just want a bit, you just wish you had that opportunity yeah yeah which yeah. i get yeah like don't get me wrong my kids will come first over everything yeah every single time yeah um you know that i i would never want them to feel like they're a burden to me because they're not and they are absolute priority but at the same time it, it does sometimes feel unfair yeah no i really do get that okay so yeah let's go into a few emails you've got one Let's do it. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. First of all, I love your podcast. I don't even know if mine is a question or a topic. Could be both. But my partner and I split up 10 months ago. The reason was due to the constant bickering and arguments. Although I feel like justification always feels like you're being naive. But all I will say is the hardest thing of trying to learn and cope with moving on 
is the fact there has been no third party or any sort of abuse or really significant reason to split. Anyway, he moved out a week later and the first few months got quite nasty just in terms of the finances and stuff in the house, etc, etc. Fast forward 10 months on, there's still been no other people on both sides. His Facebook status and picture is still of me. And as it stands now, I have my daughter all week. Then he has her on the weekend. One of those days on the weekend, we actually spend the day as a family unit. It's now getting to the point where I feel like I can't move forwards, but at the same time, I'm unsure how long it takes for someone to know whether you want something to try and progress or not. It massively feels like it's uh, having his cake and eating it situation. My question or advice I'm after is, do you think there's a time limit where you can, where you have to say to yourself, fucking hell, hum, move on? Or has it got to the point these sharing days out is actually not necessarily healthy and there needs to be better boundaries made? P.S. I have asked him multiple times what's happening and he's like, I don't know or nothing has changed for me. But ultimately, I think I need to draw the line as this setup is having an impact on me so much because it's almost like a false hope. And also, the longer it goes on, the more normal my daughter thinks this is. She's only two. I think that's interesting. I think I completely understand where you're coming from. And the fact you've asked him, like, what's going on? And he's saying nothing's changed. It does sound like he's having his cake and eating it. Like, fair enough if you were using that time to maybe try and reconnect and re-explore and try and make it work. But it sounds like he's kind of having that time away from you i don't know i personally feel like if there's no third party on either side who are both still single there's not like a a lack of trust or betrayal i would personally do everything i can to work yeah but what but if he's saying she's saying but how, how much have they really communicated? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Have you tried therapy together? Have you really tried to find out what the breakdown in your relationship was? Lying. What would happen if you actually just started going on dates again? Like The fact that it's been that long and neither of you are with anyone, I would want to make sure I had tried everything before... Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I, agree. I, I, I would her trying, but I think if he's explicitly like not wanting to try and move forwards and he just wants this set up, then you do need to put some boundaries in place. So I think you need to communicate and you need to be like, look, like we're either trying to make this work and give it a go, or yeah. not. It's not. It can't just be like a middle ground of like coexisting, but you're not really communicating about what's going on. You're either trying and working really hard to make it work or you need to step back and you need to set some boundaries because i agree like that time you're spending as as a family if you're not trying to work on it that is confusing and it's also kind of pointless yeah i agree surely that time is to make you stronger um so i definitely think you need to just have some honest and frank conversations about i I would yeah i would put it's the thing is sometimes people don't really understand what they need to do to make something work without a bit of guidance or help from someone like a professional I would personally kind of almost like lay your cards on the table and say like this is where we're at we've got two options we can either try and make this work go to therapy and see if there's something that is still there and if that's not what you're wanting to do because both of you need to be on the same page if that is not what you're wanting to do then something needs to change because it, this isn't 
health. This isn't a way to kind of like continue. Like it's not going to allow. happens when one of you does meet someone. Yeah. That... Or it's, it's probably stopping you guys from meeting someone because you're in limbo. Yeah. You need to move away from what you're doing. You need, to go, you even need to go all in or you need to step out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for a weekly podcast. I've never found anything more relatable. My story is a long one, so buckle up. Me and my partner were together for a couple of years and we broke up when our son was two and a half. He's now six. Our relationship was full of him being untrustworthy. He had a massive group of friends who were mainly girls and they would go out as a group and always post videos of them sat on his lap, etc., which he never saw as an issue with. I found, I mean, wow. I mean, the fact that he was like, go out with a group of girls i was like what that's strange i found messages on his phone talking to other women and one night i had a feeling he was with another woman a few weeks before this our son was in hospital and he was very off not supportive of me and when our son was so unwell and i had a feeling something was up so i hacked his phone and found messages to another woman that had been going on for months i left him that day and moved back to my mum's but on that evening, I had a feeling he was with her. So me, my mum and my sister went out to see if we could find him. We did with her. Oi. Stupidly, we got back together not long after. Love is blind, hey? When we moved into our house together and things were looking up until he started to go out on benders, not coming home until early hours, he developed a big drug problem. I tried to help him in a few a few times until I realised I had done enough and was putting him before me and, and our son, so I left. Around two months after, I found out he was seeing someone that I know and went to school with. I was devastated and completely heartbroken. They moved in together and after eight months, she was pregnant. I had to allow her to be around our son as they were living together and this truly broke me. During their relationship, he often told me he still loved me. Having a child with her is not what he wanted and that he could only imagine having children with me. And at one point, we did sleep together. I know, it's stupid. Fast forward to now, I've not managed to meet anyone solid. I was dating someone, but it didn't develop, and I believe this is because I do deep down still love him. He isn't with her anymore, and has both children, ours and theirs, every other weekend. We co-parent really well. He comes to football training every week with our son, and we text and talk a lot, mainly about our son. My predicament is, I want to go away for around a month with our son, and he is refusing. He said it isn't fair on him. However, I couldn't leave my son for longer than a few days either. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck because I can't take him away, nor can I go without him. And when talking to my ex about this, he's saying, let's get back together then. And I do honestly think he's serious. He always told me he's never stopped loving me, etc. However, I don't think I could ever trust him again. I also don't think getting back together will solve the problem of going away as he still has his daughter here who he couldn't leave for a long time. But I also feel I haven't moved on properly because deep down I do still love him and compare new partners to him. Sorry, this is only a drop in the ocean of our relationship. What would you do? I feel if we get back together, I'd have to accept everything that he has done, introducing another woman to our son, having another child, the cheating in our relationship and the potential drug problem. Could you forgive, wipe it clean and try again? then know if it doesn't work, you tried. I'm a lot stronger now. I've healed. I feel healed and I know anyone I meet needs to add to my life, not to be my whole life. Sorry for the essay. Thanks for reading. Um, Firstly, does it have to be a month you go away for? Because that is a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, is there well, any way I, I understand that. I if, if I look at it the other way around and my ex was offered to take my kids away for a month, 
I'd be like, absolutely not. And you're saying you can see it from his point of view. So I think, I do think that's quite just. Um, yeah, I agree. But I feel like with everything that's just been read, I feel like that's probably the least. Oh, 100%. I, I've just gone to the easiest part. <laughs> I feel so strongly about, and look, some people would be like, who are you to give your opinion? But she's asked for it, so I'm giving it. Don't go back. What are you going back to? Not only had, did he cheat on you, but he's had a long enough relationship to have another child. Like, you think you love him, you don't love him. And the sad part is, and I'm sorry to be a bitch, but he cannot love you if he has done that to you. You deserve to be with someone that respects you, which he doesn't do. Someone that puts you, you know, above as a priority which he doesn't do someone that you can trust which you cannot do there is no foundation at all to a relationship you can say should i just wipe this wipe the slate clean and start a game but how can you trust him he's cheated on you multiple times he's had a relationship with another woman you deserve so much more than what he is able to give to you and i think part of it is feeling scared to let go I think it's scary when that person is all you've known particularly when you have a child with someone look I can't imagine there's many people who don't have that fairy tale in their head when they have a child with someone no one intentionally wants to you know be in a situation that's difficult and being you know not in that solid unit but I think I think Tash is right. I do personally, but if if this was my friend who was telling me this, I'd be like, "You deserve so much better." Look, I know there's people who can work through things and can build that trust. If it was me, I know I couldn't. I know it's not just like a one-off incident. I feel like there's been numerous things that have broken that trust, that have been disrespectful, where. Honestly, I just feel like you have been basically bottom of the pecking order. Sorry to be like up front, but you, you, you've you not been a priority. I feel like he's made a list of mistakes and I feel like he's almost got this expectation that you'll always still just be there and when it's... Because at the moment, him, he can just pick you up when he wants and yeah. throw you back out when... if What happens when the next girl comes along who, you know, is more exciting and shinier and the thing is the sad part is is he ended up being with someone else and had a kid with her meanwhile cheated on her with you and was disrespectful to her as well it shows the type of person he is he obviously will do that with anyone he's with don't let that be you yeah like i think that any friend of yours that really has your best interest in heart will tell you that it's time to really like close that door, try and move on and work on yourself to then allow someone good in your life. I agree. And I think what you guys got to realise when you're listening to this is when Tash and I give our advice on these things, we're doing it as if we were talking to a friend. Like what will we tell our friend if they came to us and said, here's the situation? Yes, I know sometimes we get really deep and passionate yeah, about it. Yeah, but- we're not qualified to give advice, but... I think we kind of look at you guys as like a friend who needs a little bit of uh, friendly advice and that's that's what we'd go for. Okay, guys, we're going to come into our friend of the week. Mm-hmm. Give us one. 
My other half loads the dishwasher incorrectly. <laughs> That's pissing me off. I have to say, I'm probably like the problem in this, but I that's really one know. thing I like being on my own is I do it how I want. And, you know, as long as it goes in and gets clean. I mean, look, at least he's making effort. At least he's loading it. But, yeah, I mean, to be fair, that would annoy me. Right. Okay, this is the funny one. Event <laughs> of the week. I've been potty training my nearly three-year-old now for the last few weeks. He's been doing really well. But this morning... He decided that he was old enough to not wear his nappy in the middle of the night. He has woken up with shit all over his bed. <laughs> nah, brilliant. Me. Yeah, yeah. Event. Right, should we do an affirmation? Yeah, let's do an affirmation of the week. I feel like it needs to be... Let's do it. Oh, go on. Hit me. Christmas will be magical because I bring the magic. I like that. Yeah, just hide it off. I think that's really cute. And Christmas will be magical because, because I, I bring, bring the magic. And it doesn't that. matter when, how many times you have them, you've got time and you bring the magic. Yeah, love that. Guys, I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I hope it was helpful. And as always, we appreciate every single listen. Share it to your friends. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, subscribe on YouTube, watch us on Instagram and TikTok. The best Christmas present you can give us is to share. Yes. Merry Christmas. Love you all. Love you. Bye. Bye.